Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. How do you start over in a new city? We're going to talk about that and lots more on today's episode of Music Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a mental health podcast for musicians and music fans where we talk all about mental health, creativity, music careers, and just what it means to be a musician these days. Visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. And speaking of upcoming events, this Wednesday night, Uh, That's Wednesday, August 10th. We have our monthly group session, which is where I sit down live with a full band and dig into their band dynamics, their writing process, and they play a special live set. We also have comedy features, video features, and all of that takes place at Cafe Mustache. So today I'm talking with Chicago artist Bridie. And the thing about Bridie is that she's getting ready to move to LA. And we're going to talk all about that. Here's Bridie's bio. So Chicago-based songwriter and performer Bridie Hicks shares her songs as just Bridie. When she's on stage alone, her electric guitar and passionate lyrics guide crowds in the proper way to sway. And when backed by her current bandmates Cam Mahai, Tommy Nelson, and Alex Cleard, Bridie's distinctly spirited sound captivates the room. Whether it be songs that focus on her alluring vocals or the songs that encapsulate her complete band, Bridie's versatile discography doubles as a soundtrack to potential crying sessions, makeout sessions, and or moshing sessions. Sounds like she's got quite a range. This was a great interview. There's also something special about this interview in that we are debuting Bridie's brand new single that's coming up on her, um, her new EP she's going to release soon. It's called The Light, and we will listen to that song later. And now, let's turn to my conversation with Bridie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Jessica. So nice to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. A little stressed about the move and stuff. I'm moving to Los Angeles at the beginning of September. So my like whole house is in shambles, but I'm in high spirits. (laughs) I'm (laughs) excited to move. It's just like in the in-between moments, it's it's a lot to look at. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I want to talk about that in more detail, but let me, let me start you off with the first question that I ask everybody, which is, can you describe for us what a typical week looks like for you these days? These days, um, hmm, it's not very typical. I would say definitely working. Uh, what do you do for work? Throughout the day. I do copywriting. Uh huh. Yeah. So I type, type, type on my computer. Um, uh, pack, pack a little box or throw like a few items in a little box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to like check at least one of like a moving thing off a day. Um, go outside, maybe hang out with some friends. I feel like I'm really trying to like see all the people I care about as much as I can. Um, in my time here. Then, of course, my meals. I have my meals, mm-hmm. Bre- breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Sometimes no breakfast, but I feel like that's kind of a norm now. It's like, okay, if you don't have time for breakfast, have an early lunch or something like that. 
If you're going to be a morning person, you might need to start incorporating some <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I know. Shoot. My plan. Um, yeah. And then like uh, rehearsal, we rehearse once a week, sometimes twice a week mm-hmm. um, from like seven to 10. So yeah, that's every week. And then, yeah, a show, hopefully um, the past few weeks. We've, yeah, we've had two shows and then uh, we got one more. So rehearsing for those. Okay. And we'll definitely talk about your one more show. But first, let's talk about, so you're in Chicago right now, correct? Yes. And you're moving to LA. Yes. Why are you moving to LA? Um, I think, well, the biggest reason, my family's there. Mm-hmm. Um, second biggest reason. I feel like this last winter really like put me on my ass here. Um, it was hard. Yeah, it was really tough. Um, and also the last winter did too. So, but I kind of like shoved that down. I was like, I love Chicago too much. I can't even think about that. Um, but really, yeah, just like being close to my parents and my niece just turned like one. Mm -hmm. So, or she didn't just turn one. She's like one and a half now, but, um, yeah, close to family, better weather, of course, possible opportunity. Um, we shall see about that part, but opportunities yeah. for what? Who? Yeah, music definitely, um, and also I used to write a lot uh, with like film stuff, so I've kind of put that aside since the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm looking forward to like getting back in a setting where like writing feels good again, and like there's opportunity to like make stuff or work together and collaborate with people. Has writing not been feeling good? No, I think like, honestly, end of, or maybe end of March, 2020, I just like cut it out. I couldn't do it. There was like no creative flow with that. And then we're was, talking like, about writing music specific. Cause you have different music. Yeah. Oh, right. Different okay. avenues, right. Different creative. Yes, I do. Avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So end of March 2020, you felt it just like cut off? Um, For writing like film stuff, for writing music, that like kind of took place in it. And I kind of just like shot off in that direction of music. So I wrote quite a bit of music during the pandemic that kind of took over the creative side of my writing brain. Okay, I see. So you're going to, in LA, there's opportunities you're talking about getting back into a sort of an industry industry space where there may be opportunities to collaborate on films and that kind of thing. That makes sense that LA would be a place for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so are you from LA originally? San Diego. Yeah. Okay. And what brought you to Chicago? Um, comedy, comedy. So I went to a comedy film school, Uh uh, in 2017. And that's like when the film stuff started and then I did a little bit of comedy. And then <laughs> I realized that um, I didn't feel very good performing comedy um, and not in a way that like my talents weren't there or anything, but just like I, I didn't feel fulfilled by it. Um, and it just like didn't quite click like improv, I think to me um, hurts my brain a little bit. So I kind of left that to the people who really enjoy it and then started to play music. 
What is it? I'm I'm interested. What is it about comedy that didn't quite click, or you said it hurts your brain? Like, what is it that you didn't quite find satisfying about it? Yeah, I think specifically improv comedy. I'm like not very quick on my feet like that in front of an audience. Like I can do that. I can shoot the shit with someone just like us two or like a group of people. But like in front of an audience, it's so tough for me. And I feel like even like performing music has been like tough in that arena too. But I've kind of started to push through and like find a good balance that makes me feel comfortable. And also like it's kind of a fun time for the audience, you know. So performing improv in front of an audience and performing music in front of an audience, to me, I feel like the audience factor is the same, but the way that you're engaging with material is different. So what is it about performing music that you're feeling like has been tricky in front of an audience and you're starting to push through? What aspect of, if that makes sense? No, yeah, it definitely does. I think just honestly, like standing on a stage and like, like, I don't know, like being seen. Uh-huh. It's really intimate. And I think it's easier with music because it's like written. And I'm definitely one to like rehearse a bunch before I feel like confident enough to like go on stage and show people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the written aspect really helps me there. But yeah, I think just like the process of like going on stage and like seeing the audience and like uh, having to like, I guess you don't have to interact with them, but I like to do that. I like when other artists do that. So Mm -hmm. like, I like to try to do that. Um, But then I think once we start playing, it kind of just goes away. And it has like started to fall off um, as I grow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how are you feeling about your move? Good. I'm feeling like deeply sad um to leave Chicago because I think it's like the best city in the world um but I'm feeling even more excited to go to LA if that makes sense Mm -hmm. there's like this I think it's at least right now I feel like it's a good time for a transition um and I just miss my family (laughs) like it's yeah it's been like really hard being across the country uh or halfway across the country I guess um from them and yeah I'm really excited I it's it's like a weird time right now where I'm trying to be present here and like see people and like take in Chicago but that's at the same time I feel like like trying so hard to like stay present is making me not feel very present does that make sense yes well maybe no maybe no (laughs) Okay, I think I actually think I know what you mean, but yeah, can you elaborate? Oh yeah, just like trying so hard to be like, I want to be present here. I want to like do all the things that I wanted to do here, and just like the pressure of like telling yourself, like you have to like focus on Chicago when there's so much going on that like I'm going to be met with, you know, like right. there's like a whole new city, so it's hard to like, it's hard not to be really excited. And at the same time, like, in my heart, I am so sad to leave. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, you can feel all the feelings. What is it that yeah. you like? What is it that you like so much about Chicago? The people. Um, I think 
aside from music, the people I've met here are like <laughs> the coolest people I've ever met and like the kindest and like just show up um, for, for people they care about and are funny and like smart and caring. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have like the four year college experience. Mm-hmm. And so coming from San Diego here, I was like, wait, is this going to be like my college experience of like meeting so many people? Um, and I kind of wasn't that way. And I just, yeah, I think the people and the, the architecture is really <laughs> beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, like you just like look at any building and you're like, okay, that building rocks, that like, <laughs> like, like that building is beautiful. Um, yeah, the, the weather, I think, I mean, I like the fall. I like a bit of winter. I don't like six months of winter. Right. But I'd be cool with four or like three or four months of year train. Oh, that's fine. That's the train. That's the train, Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago train. The transit, yeah, I can go on. But really, like, the community of people that I found here is, like, so truly special. And I feel very uh, spoiled <laughs> to have, like, met so many great people. I have been in Chicago a lot longer than you have. I've also considered moving to New York or LA. But when I thought about it, it felt very daunting to start over and create a new community. Right now, I'm so entrenched with not only friends and other musicians, but people who run the venues and that kind of thing. And like I said, I've been here. I've I've put down probably more roots just because I've been here for so many years at this point. Um, But I'm curious for you at your experience, you know, you had, you had mentioned the community and what it's going to be like to move to a new city and kind of figuring out your community there. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm feeling a a little nervous um, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be in LA. I know like the, uh, the stereotype of LA um, mm. is very um, gimme gimme, um, but also there's amazing people in LA as well. So like, mm-hmm. I definitely think that it like in myself, I can attract people who feel as I do or like are similar to me. Um, but I definitely like, I think bringing the standards I've gotten from like the music community here um like I have to bring that there like there's like like I like it's almost like I will not stand for like anything <laughs> but that because uh, I think it's really special and like needed like I feel like artists need to feel uplifted and supported um and also like support each other you mm-hmm. know because what is a community without support <laughs> So, so what will your, do you have an approach? Like, how are you going to go about building that community? (laughs) Sure. Sure. That's such a great question. Uh Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think, uh, my, my drummer, uh, Alex Colliard and my guitar player, uh, Kamahai are moving with me, not for me, but yeah, they're moving there. 
Um, so that'll, I'll have like a little bit of my small community there. And then I've met a few people that I've really um, connected with there that I think feel similarly. So I think all I can do is just like be who I am and like extend support and hopefully, I mean, I'm hopeful that that will turn into something that is like mutually respected. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it doesn't, I'll be pissed. Mm -hmm. No, um, (laughs) if it doesn't, uh, we'll, we'll retract from there. So what about things that are more concrete? You know, I'm imagining if someone is moving to a new city and they're like, how do I get involved in the, in the community? Something I might say to them as well, hit an open mic every night or something like that. Yeah. Like, do you have a, like, how are you going to like insert yourself into the music community or the film music community? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with film, I have a lot of people who work in film there that I think are excited that I'm coming there. I think also with music too. I think I have a few people that are excited that I'm coming in. Uh, will lend a hand with like the start of things. Um, like getting your shows and that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like opening for people. Um, yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have been so focused on just like getting there that I really haven't thought about like my my like trajectory on how to like really start performing there um but i am i i'm hopeful and confident that i'll get some shows through mutual friends okay so some mutual friends might help connect you yeah okay so your band isn't moving for you but you all happen to be moving there at the same time (laughs) how how did that work out (laughs) how is that possible um i think cam was kind of like if you move, I'll probably move. Like, let's just do it. Uh-huh. Um, but he's also in comedy, and Alex is huge in comedy. So, like, you know, he's he's looking out for himself, and he really wants to, you know, make it in the comedy world. Uh-huh. So, and there's a big Chicago comedy community in LA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I think it just kind of worked out. Alex is moving a, a bit later than Cam and I. Um, but yeah, kind of like all lined up weirdly at first, Alex was like, I'm going to move to LA like 2022. And I was like, that sucks. Like, (laughs) why would you do that? (laughs) Um, and then it kind of came together, uh, last year, just like, okay, I, I'm going to move to LA next year. Oh, Um, so Cam kind of kicked it off. Uh, Alex kind of kicked it off. Alex, oh sorry, Alex. Kicked yeah. It off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that that is nice to kind of know you're gonna go, and then you'll all be there together, and that softens the transition a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think moving anywhere or just like entering a new space anywhere is like um, hard and like intimidating, and I feel like we're all just like as people, just like little kids who want to feel included, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely feelings of that, but, or, and I'm excited either way.
we've got a couple songs and this is a new song that you yeah. actually haven't released yet. It's called The Light. Can you tell yes. us about this song? Yes, I adore this song. Um, I recorded it with Michael Mack at Bim Bomb. Shout mm. out, Michael. Um, it's, I wrote it last year, not really about anything at the time, like a pointed character or like period of time, um, but just like how I was feeling around romance and like, feeling kind of like depleted in um putting myself out there mm -hmm. and like uh things not working out um so I guess that's kind of what it started out to be and it started out just it didn't have the ending Thank you. 
the ending you're referring to kind of when the band comes in the song feels a yeah. lot bigger okay yeah 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 that was I think discovered when I was rehearsing um or when we were rehearsing kind of like the set list for a show like what if you guys just like came in like mm-hmm. um and then it worked it worked really well I'm really happy with how it sounds um but I think like recording it <sighs> especially in the place that I am at and like have been the past few months of uh, focusing on moving. And I, I think recording it, it kind of took another turn for me that kind of brought on a new meeting. Um, and I know that kind of happens a lot with songs where you write it and it, feels like it's for this reason and then you like come back to it and it's actually like whoa my brain was trying to tell me something Uh or you just like find a meeting um with it but yeah I think recording the like yelling parts at the end was really emotional I think just like doing that like take after take Mm -hmm. you know I feel like it's almost like an animalistic kind of like yell that like it was hard not to feel emotional just by like my body like physically doing that mm-hmm. um so yeah I definitely worked really hard on that song um and feel like the light is kind of like the word light I think on this EP that will come out at some point soonish <laughs> um that's kind of like the big word in, in the CP is just like a lot of lightness and like joy. And I feel like I, well, I know the light is the most heavy song on that EP. The rest is like very upbeat and like, just like a lot of joy and a lot of fun. Um, So I wanted to share that one to kind of ease us into uh, what the EP will sound like, which is, really energizing and really fun just to kind of get this one out of the way and kind of get my emotional spirit in a song uh and then have some fun what's the name of the ep uh it's called come in come in One of the things you talked about with that song was you originally started out playing it where it was more kind of yourself playing it. It was the the quieter parts and then the band came in and that, that leads kind of nicely into the next topic, which is playing solo versus playing in a band dynamic. Yeah. What is your experience with, with that? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's so very different. I think the band I like more having um, more uh, volume and, excuse me, dynamic uh, sound with Mm -hmm. the songs. Um, Solo performance and like, you know, because I make all these songs as solo songs or like I demo them out and then show them kind of what I'm looking for. So it definitely like starts out as all solo and then kind of bring it to them and we figure out how to make it uh, band worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I think solo, it's vulnerable. I think like, especially like performing it, sitting on stage, it's very, it's a lot different than being with a band. I feel like you have that comfort and like security of, okay, if anything happens, at least I have these people on stage with me. Mm-hmm. Um, with like writing and performing solo stuff, it's pretty vulnerable, um, which isn't bad. Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's uh, something I don't like. I think feeling that way um, feels good a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I think you know, of course, writing things solo, you know, you have complete control over how it sounds Mm -hmm. it's like yours and untouched um but I think with a band it just adds so much more and like it's it's not just yours anymore you know right um I would love to or I guess how do I say this having people put their like sound and talent into my music uh I'm just very grateful for the like time that people put in and like Mm -hmm. it just it it wouldn't sound the same without like the three people who were on the EP you know like it wouldn't sound the same if there was another guitar player or like another drummer so I think it's special that we have this uh historical little thing that we can hold on to hopefully forever uh with the internet and yeah I think I think I like playing with a band more than solo but I like creating solo better than creating a song with a band oh yeah I wanted to ask about the distinction of that um what is it that you like better about creating solo I don't feel comfortable spending like 10 hours of someone's time like trying to Mm -hmm. figure out um what works with a song I think when I have an idea, I kind of get this wash over me where I'm like, okay, I should finish this song, whether or not it's good or not. Let me finish it mm-hmm. and like try my hardest, make a good demo out of it or just like something to listen to, to come back to mm-hmm. with the band or myself. But I think just, I think my focus is sometimes not very strong with the band, whereas like, creating stuff solo and like this is me and like I am using the mouse with my hand I'm like you know I'm like playing the piano I'm I'm writing the guitar it feels very fulfilling to be able to do that and it also it's like solo creating solo and then bringing solo piece to band are like two very different feelings I think I have with creating music and they're both so cool and add a lot to like how I view my music Mm -hmm. you know because I think with Cam my guitar player I kind of collaborate with him a lot on like guitar parts and stuff and you know what if this could go here what if this could go here solo feels comfortable to me and like where I can be in my zone and the band feels like a lot of growth and a lot of like expanding my sound ability to expand my sound yes let's talk about your songwriting press process a little more in a little more detail 
Um, and we could either talk about it without a song, but it might be interesting to attach it to a song. If you remember how you wrote, we're going to listen to another song um, that you made called Decisions Make Me Sick in the Head. Is that a song that you remember how that came to you? How, just to use the song as an example, you had said before when you have an idea, what does that look like for you? You have an idea. Do you hear it in your head? Are you fiddling around the guitar? What is that? How does that look? It's kind of annoying, <laughs> or like not annoying in a way that I don't like, but just like, I feel like I'll usually be like going to bed or like in the shower and I'll think of like a melody or like a lyric and melody. And I'm like, I have to go get my phone to like write this down because uh, I will forget and I feel good about it. Um, so I'll either like leave a little voice memo or like just write some lyric down. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like sometimes when I write just like the lyrics that I was thinking of down, I'll be like, okay, five minutes, just like try and write more on that. Um, Is it lyrics? Is it melody? Is it, are they together? I think it's pretty uh, together when I am writing lyrics. I feel like there have been times where I just try to write and like have like no sound in my head and just like focus on, what I'm saying and what I want to say. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the time <clears throat> when I'm writing, there's, there's a melody like going on in my head while I'm writing it. Gotcha. Um, and then if I have time or even if I don't have time and I'm procrastinating, I will run to the guitar and figure out a way to make the melody fit with guitar. Mm-hmm. And then I'll run to my computer once I found that. Uh Um, And it really is like, I have to get to my computer. Like I have to like, because I feel like otherwise I will lose it, which I have before historically done that. Um, And then lose lose the memory of it or lose the creative impulse. um, Memory of it. Yeah. 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 Um, And then I usually start with a drum track when I'm like dem- first start demoing it out uh-huh. and then I'll add the guitar and then I'll try to sing over it. And then if the vocal melody doesn't match the guitar, I'll change the, the guitar and then kind of add stuff to it. So it's definitely like, especially with decisions, uh, make me sick in the head that one felt like I wrote it and demoed it out in two hours. Wow, like the whole thing? Is it? Yeah.
is it usually that that fast that you'll lay down the complete idea? Um, I think anywhere from like two to eight hours. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, it depends. I think with that one, it felt very simple. It felt very structured of like, okay, now the chorus again, now the, you know, verse. Um, whereas I think with other songs, I try to make it a little more challenging just for myself. Cause I feel sometimes that or I, I guess I should say, I want to learn more about songwriting and like guitar playing. And I want to kind of sharpen how I play music. Uh, so sometimes I'll, you know, I won't make it so verse, chorus, verse. Oh, chorus, you'll play with chorus. like the structure of the song? Yeah, 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 yeah. You had mentioned before, and this might have just been kind of a, you know, kind of random statement, but you had said that you will get ideas when you're about to go to sleep or taking a shower or something like that. But it kind of hit me because I was wondering if there are, if you notice any patterns of places or times of day where you may be more likely to get an idea. I think at night, like when I'm headed to bed, also what kind of I realized when I'm like kind of stressed out, I'll be thinking about something and then I'll be, I'll like turn it into poetry. Um, but in a way, like it kind of happens where like, I'll like think a thought, like I am angry or like, I am sad, (laughs) um, or I am joyful. Um, and then I, I like, I feel like my brain fills in the blanks, which might honestly be like an ADHD thing of just like my brain going like, okay, now we're going to write songs in your head. But I definitely think like at night, maybe an hour before bed. I think like my brain is kind of slowing down uh-huh. and has like space for working stuff out. That's interesting. I want to talk about some more making music stuff and playing, and then maybe we can touch base on some mental health stuff. Um, but just sure. to kind of keep on the track of of music, we you had mentioned um, discussing playing songs live versus how they sound uh, recorded. Oh yeah. 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 I, I think it's really fun to play with recordings versus live performance. I think a live show is, you know, a like recording of itself in a way where like anything can happen, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. Um, You know, you could mess up or like uh, my guitar player or cam, um, will like try something new or something and then mm-hmm. I'll kind of clock in and be like wait that sounded cool um but I think since as I've said that like performing uh feels kind of hard for me um still but I'm I, I'm growing I'm getting there um I think like creating a song is really where I shine in that process I think shaping something really gets my brain feeling really good things. Sometimes I'll produce something that with like the resources and tools I have, I just can't play it that way live. Mm -hmm, Um, Right. And so figuring out how to play that song live and like put a twist on it where it feels good to be played live and like, you know, there's different dynamics to it. 
live, I think is really cool and special to play with as an artist. Cause it's like two different jobs, really. It is. Um, it's two different skills. I, I don't know about you. I, I definitely prefer the recording. I was actually at, I just want to say this to give him another shout out. I was actually at Bim Bomb Studios yesterday with Ooh. Michael Mack, where you recorded your, your song, The Light. And it just reminded me how much I love the recording process and the studio time. And I don't know if you experience this because I think, you know, I'm feeling like when we're talking that this sounds like it's an overall positive experience for you. For me, when I perform live, it really depends on the venue, but it often doesn't feel like it's hard to make it sound good, at least on stage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes on stage, it doesn't sound the way it sounds in the room. Yeah. I assume I hear. Um, And I find that frustrating. I don't know if that bothers you at all or. Yeah. I think at first I was very insecure about that. Um, about people coming to shows and being like, this does not sound like the recording. Mm. And also like with myself being like, wait, this doesn't sound like the recording. Uh But I think it was really easy for me to let go of that thought because I feel so separate about it. I think, I mean, I guess I hope that I can get to a place where I can incorporate the things that I put into my recorded songs. But I don't know if I'll like do that for all of them. I think it's fun to to play mess around. Yeah, yeah, it's like having a fun time figuring out how a song can sound, you know. When you're in the audience for a musician that you like, do you prefer them to, you know, do you like it when I, they mess around with the song or how do you prefer it as, as an audience member? So this is where it gets tricky, Jessica. I feel like a little thrown off when it's different. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this uh, is a little bit conflicting for me. But I feel like as an artist, like, like I could feel thrown off by it and recognize like they can do whatever they want. Like mm-hmm. this is like while this show is for me as an audience member, it's also for them to like express themselves. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I think there's a little bit of a double-edged sword there, but you know, you, you hear the song and like you get into like the groove of the song and then you can kind of keep up with it. But of course I feel like when met with something that's different than a song you've listened to, at least in my case, like hundreds of times, right. you're like, wait, Catch I know it. every beat of right. the song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, of course it's a little, a little bit of a throw off, but like I, I respect it. I respect the change if that's what feels good to the artist. Yeah, I I have found that people have really different uh, views on that. Some people have said, you know, if I wanted to hear the album as it was, I would go home and like play it in my headphones. And if I'm at a live show, I want a different kind of thing. I want, yeah. But then other people, you're so attached to the song and you just want to hear the excitement of hearing it live. So I think it also just depends on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we haven't talked yet about the band member that you're leaving behind. There's a band <laughs> with, <laughs> someone, someone is staying behind. What instrument do they play? What's their name and what instrument do they play? Uh, Tommy? Uh, yeah, Tommy Nelson. He plays bass. Uh, What's yeah, Tommy doing? <laughs> uh, not well. Does he need a new band? Well. 
Yeah, he he plays in a few bands and he's just an incredible musician himself that I wish I just want to like hear his music perform live and I want him to like get shows and uh, get his music out there. He's a sweetie. He's like, I think he's added so much to the songs uh, that I just like when I give him a song, I'm like, you can kind of do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I don't know bass. And then like, he'll show me and I'll be like, okay, actually, can you do like Mm -hmm. this right there? Uh, And he, yeah, just very patient, very like silly and kind. Um, And yeah, just kind of, he has fun in rehearsal and has fun playing live. And I think I look for that in people I want to play with. Did he consider going with you guys? No, he's like, LA is not it, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I I understand. He's from Illinois, so Chicago is huge for him. Which I mean, if my family lived here, that'd be great, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's staying. I think he's probably a bit bummed. We'll give him a give him a nice goodbye. <laughs> at the show uh and you know in person but yeah I I think he's great and has added just so much to the music I feel very grateful for was that your kid yes <laughs> <laughs> hello yeah it's like it's you know yeah he's I don't know what to say about that he's gonna be in he's gonna be in some of these podcasts I can't help it he's right it. outside um Let's see here. There's a couple of the things that I wanted to touch base on. We've talked about this a little bit, but recording the EP. Is there anything more you wanted to share about that experience? You talked about the one song, but how how was it to record the EP? Oh, it was such a joy. Um, it was really exciting. I think Michael does a really good job of, or did a really good job of kind of guiding us and then also being hands-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah just very patient uh I think I trusted him to or I trusted myself and then him to be like okay no more takes or like you know Mm. of course you go like okay three more and then you're like 16 more (laughs) takes you know you're like okay one more this is it um yeah so I we spent uh, quite a bit of time together and just a fun experience I I have recorded once in a studio before but it was very um I just didn't feel like I had kind of any say in mm. how it uh was recorded um but I also didn't know how and still kind of really struggle with articulating what I want um it's hard to talk about sound it's so hard which I think is why when like I love creating like a demo so much just because like I don't like it's already there. It's already mm-hmm. in my head. I, I know what I want to do. Um, it's just the the skills of like, you know, DAWs and like right. recording equipment. I'm like, oh, well, I don't really know a lot about that. So, yeah, it's definitely it was a great time. It was cool to exercise trying to articulate the sound <laughs> that I want. But I think we did a lot of like not pre-production, or I guess you could call it pre-production, just like talking about the sound mm-hmm. that I wanted, um, you know, made a, a little playlist 
I think he got it pretty quick. And I came to him because I really liked the music he put out already. Mm-hmm. So I, it was it was uh, easy to just slip in and get what we needed. So you made him a playlist of like reference tracks for sounds that yeah. you like? Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's uh, let's talk about mental health a little bit. I'm going to just leave that kind of open. Um, sure. Yeah, mental health as it relates to music or your move or just your own personal experience, whatever you're comfortable talking about there. Yeah, I think mental health and doing any kind of art is really tied together for a lot of people, including myself. I think... You know, there's so many popular songs about hurting or like feeling lonely or, Mm. you know, having a bad time. (laughs) Um, There's so many songs out there that are dealing with that stuff. So I think it's definitely wrapped into like, I bet probably some part of our brain and like creative side of our brain, like connect somehow uh, in that way. But yeah. Um, hmm. I think for a while, the last, let's see, there was like three or four months this year that like the only thing that really made me excited was like playing music and creating music. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like that's not cool. Like <laughs> that's not what I want. You know, like I want that to be a an added thing to my joy and happiness and like excitement for like everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I think when I kind of hit that, I was like, Oh, I need to like reevaluate like what's not working, you know, and like talk this out, you know, therapy. I don't know. I think it was really important to me and is important to me to like, I want to say be like the best for myself and like friend that I can, but like not even best as in like, you know, like the best Mm -hmm. the best friend it's like I just I want to be like good to myself and like I want to be a good friend and like show up and like whatever that means between like a person and another person uh what it means to be like a good friend I think can be established between two people uh but I want to I want more excitement of like the things that I already really care about and I want to tap into those I think goes working with a lot of um what is it like gratitude and just thinking about the ways that like the people in my life at that time specifically were like being helpful and like feeling like I owed them a lot more of myself does that make sense I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles that you felt like you owed them a lot more of yourself what do you mean by yeah yeah like Like I wasn't, I didn't feel specifically like when I had the moment of like the only thing that is really bringing me like a lot of joy is like playing and creating music. It felt like in that moment, I had like kind of let myself down in a way that I I don't know. I like really pride myself on like having relationships that are very fulfilling and to have a feeling like that come to mind. It was an awakening experience that I just like, I want to be good to my people and like obviously have that uh, in return. But I think that's like one of my like values 
uh, strong values mm-hmm. of just like being good to my people and like, of course, holding space for myself. And like, I can have a bad month, year, few years. Um, I definitely realize that and understand that. But it felt like just like something kind of clicked a little bit of, okay, now it's time to like be, <laughs> I don't know. I think going back to when I was talking about, like, I felt like I had to be present the last few months Yeah. here. Yes. Um, I really, yeah, it was a really overwhelming feeling of just like, I gotta, I gotta like hang out with my people and yeah. like tell them how grateful I am for them because they're just so good. Let me ask you, if you don't mind, one more question yeah. before we finish today. Yeah. What, what what does success as a musician look like for you personally? What would that look like? Um, I think like financially supportive. So all of your income or adding to your income? Adding, you know, or it would be great. Um, I feel like that's like a little more than like what my success, what I look for in my success. Uh-huh. But I think like definitely financial and just like recognition from friends and family and also people that I admire in the industry mm-hmm. um, and like staying. Oh, I almost said staying with my sound, but I think, no, I think growing with my sound and mm-hmm. um, really just like staying true to like why I do this in the first place, which is just to like, get things out of my head you know Mm -hmm. and like and like uh trick my brain into thinking I'm like doing a puzzle or something um but I think yeah just like always I think success for me feels like there's a lot of joy around that so I guess if I'm happy and it's bringing me money and like some people are like great (laughs) you did great um that feels successful to me I think that sounds doable yeah totally 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 well so you have an EP coming out and you also have a farewell show and that's tell us about your farewell show before you move to LA I am so excited for this show it's gonna be an absolute hoot uh yeah so my two friends Miranda Rosas and Con Rourke are going to be doing some comedy and they're flying in from New York to do this show. I'm just like, I, I just feel very grateful for their friendship and they're just great performers. That's they're- amazing. I love, I know Colin's, um, I'm a fan of Colin. He's oh, he's very funny. He, oh man, he deserves everything that's coming to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Funny, funny people. And then my friend, Derry, uh, Derry queen, she will be there doing drag. Uh-huh. Um, and Derry is just <laughs> uh, really knows how to get the crowd going. So I, I'm excited. And, and they're one of my favorite performers to watch. It just feels like a little self-indulgent or a lot self-indulgent. of like, I get to see all my friends perform. Um, and then, of course, Modern Nun, who's the, the coolest band in rock and roll history. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have them. That yeah. sounds amazing. You, you not only get to have them, you get to share them with everybody who comes. Yeah. Yes. So that's it. Sleeping village on August 21st. Bridie, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a really a pleasure talking with you. 
Thank you for having me. And good luck on your move. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I definitely will need it. Okay. I want to thank Bridie Hicks for her time today. I hope you guys are doing well. If you're listening on Wednesday, August 10th, I hope you come out tonight to Cafe Mustache to see Spread Joy in this month's group session. That's at 8 p.m. Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Music Therapy Podcast is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. We'll be back next week. Peace and love until I see you again. Mm-hmm.